regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. And as every week, I am your host, Steve Hogarty. The very, very, very intelligent man. Flexing your brain there, Steve. I love it. I am a genius. I did an IQ test. It came back. It came back. Wow. Came Just... back spectacular. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, what do we do? <laughs> Features. That's it. You just witnessed the dumbing down process that Steve has to go oh. through whenever he deals with normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what features have we got this week? What features don't we have? Well, actually, a, no. I, I, let me tell you the ones much, we do have because they're much be bigger way set of features. Quicker, way <laughs> quicker, way quicker. Um, I have discovered Cladin Log. I'm going to be forgiving some of the readers who've given me money to do so. And how? And I've uncovered some of the cast away zombies that didn't make the cut for the new Resident Evil game that's got a very tall lady zombie in it. Without further ado, let's ado some features. Do <laughs> what you do so well. Milk me, and then just hold me, because my name is Juicy Susan. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve saw a tall zombie lady on the internet. (laughs) As you all know, there is a new Resident Evil game, and it's got a tall zombie lady that everyone on the internet wants to fuck and be fucked by in various different ways. But did you know that tall lady zombie was merely the final draft of that particular zombie? I was rummaging through the bins outside the back of Capcom, and I found a discarded list of zombies that didn't make the grade. Do you want to, Gav, you you love Resident Evil. Maybe you could use this on your video games show. That would be, I mean... (laughs) We're, we always need stuff, and I I'll, uh, I hazard to say I feel like the giant fucking witch lady or whatever she is has run dry now because as happens with anything, because everyone is sitting at home, you get something that even 10 people are interested in and you're not allowed to enjoy it in moderation anymore. You've got to run into the fucking ground <laughs> within uh, well, 30 seconds of knowing it except so. it hasn't been run into the ground because i'm doing it tonight <laughs> no this oh, is yes. different though this is you, but you found some new ones new yes, ones you're not, you're so not this is putting different. her against a wall next to crash bandicoot who's a different size that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's not what you're doing <laughs> right well the first one she's called uh uh, mimi babaducci <laughs> <laughs> she's a very very short zombie with absolutely enormous milky tits. She plays badminton and chases you around the village's many badminton courts, screaming her classic catchphrase, Gordon's gonna get you." <laughs> At no point does anyone called Gordon ever appear in the game, Ooh. which I think makes it even more frightening because it's constantly yeah. thinking, where's Gordon? <laughs> so that's, Gordon's that's, the one that got her. That's so mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> I also like Babaducci as the female form of Babadook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's this one, uh, Francesca Babaruni. <laughs> that's, that's the dog form of Babadook. <laughs> 
she is a very, very wide zombie with a frankly bonkers duo of giant honk and barbarossas. <laughs> she dresses like one of those Civil War reenactment soldiers, what they have on school trips in American films and House of Cards. <laughs> and rides around on a 12-pounder Whitworth breech-loading rifle that's so detailed the game slows to a crawl whenever she's within a 200-yard radius of the player. They binned that one. That sounds terrifying. I do, <laughs> I, do, I do not like it. I do not want it. But I'm very aroused. <laughs> Final one. Monica Babamememey. She's a 10,000-foot-tall zombie with a supersized set of Herpin Derpin, Jar Jar Binks, and Monday to Friday Pachinkos. <laughs> Monica Baba May 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 is so fucking large that, spoilers, the entire game takes place on her shin, and she's only revealed to the player after the end credits when she gasps, I can't fucking breathe because my head is in space, lads. Do you, do you mind using a windmill to blow a cloud into my mouth? <laughs> and you can press the right trigger to blow a big cloud into Monica's mouth. And she looks very grateful and says, Thank you. And does a single backflip to Mars, where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't go with that one either. They went with the very, very tall zombie. Wow. Which, um, far be it from me to say that they've mixed, missed a trick or three. <laughs> these ladies well ho- hopefully now when this podcast goes out people will go- people will go oh actually no we don't want the big tall zombie one we want the mars one monica baby and, may 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 yeah and there'll be some kind of campaign and we'll be involved in it we'll just wait for the director's cut yeah because they fucking love remaking these resident evil games don't they yeah I feel they're, re- oh, they're remaking them faster than they're bloody making them. <laughs> Put that on your video games show, Gav. <laughs> I do want to see Baba May 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 riding, straddling Mars and riding it around the sky like a cowgirl. <laughs> Into the sun. <laughs> Into the sun. <laughs> but she's so large, she comes out the other side with a, with a tan and goes, that was lovely. Now on to <laughs> Jupiter. <laughs> Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? I don't know if we keep any of this, but I, I saw today someone messaged me going, uh, like, there's a lot of games people freaking out. I think some article got written, and I think in it was, like, a, a very throwaway joke about, like, not giving someone work because they didn't like their reaction to a meme or something like that. Absolute throwaway joke. Absolutely fine. And people were like, oh, I think it's just, and like, it was so funny. You know, when people just reveal their own ignorance, it's like people go in, oh, I'm sorry, but if uh, you can't not give some, they were moaning about not getting work for appearing to be a dickhead on Twitter. And I was like, it's so funny how it's literally all the people I think are dickheads. <laughs> and it was just like, you could kind of just see them, you know, just like having that moment of realization. They were just like, wait a minute, I might not be getting work because of some of the stuff I'm saying on Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's not fair. Oh, that's, that's really not on. Oh, that's just not right. There's something not right about that. And it was so funny because I was just like, oh my God, the pennies just dropped for a fucking 200 bell ends. 
amazing. Like, oh no, I won't be writing fucking Borderlands 3 DLC <laughs> news stories for £12 a piece anymore. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Twats. Nobody who's ever pissed themselves is allowed to write for me. What did you say? <laughs> That's out of order. <laughs> Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating. To seek out new features and regular features. To boldly feature where no feature had featured before. Regular featured before. Regular features. 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 Guys, do you know about cladding? I've heard of cladding. Steve, you're you're having cladding problems right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, we coming out your ass. We've got the nasty cladding. There's there's gradients of nasty cladding that I I never heard the word cladding before until there was a cladding crisis, and that's a last. That's too late to be finding out what cladding is when you realise absolutely when you're liable, (laughs) swaddled in the stuff. It's just all this shite that they bolt to the side of the building. That's that makes it really flammable. Like turns it into a giant (laughs) candle. What's the point of it? Bricks were working just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why? Like, what is it? Because <laughs> I feel like I've heard about it a lot. And it's it's one of those things where people are mess people uh, in my current building and my old building are messaging me about cladding. I don't own a flat, so I don't know why I'm getting involved in this. But also, it feels like that thing at work, you know, when someone keeps asking you about something and you didn't ask what it was when they first mentioned it. Mm-hmm. And now it's six months later and you can't <laughs> ask what fucking POSs. <laughs> and you'll be fucked if you're looking it up because that's giving in. <laughs> you can't, you, yeah, because you can't, you can't ask what POS is because you are like chairman of POS at your company. <laughs> <laughs> so it would just be unprofessional to ask at this point. Um, and you're afraid of the check in your web browser history, so you can't Google it either. Yeah. So you just you, have to fucking scurry on. You quickly Googled it on 3G and just saw a piece of shit. You know it can't be that. <laughs> can it what do we do here <laughs> what is my job um but yeah your 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 building's riddled with bad cladding right yeah we've got it and it means that we can't sell our flat because it's valued at zero pounds which is way wow. less than what i paid for it <laughs> 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 and so, really when you sell a flat correct me if i'm wrong but what you're looking for is more than you've paid for it yeah i'd even, i'd be happy to even just break even and be out of a flat that's entirely flammable <laughs> just trying to murder you <laughs> yeah 
Like, at least you have got the sort of the water that's dripping through all your walls at the minute. So that will go yeah. some way to insulate you from the inevitable Flames. fire. Yeah. That is true. I do have two of the elements, but they are on the wrong sides of the walls right now. <laughs> <laughs> the fire will creep up outside and the water will keep the inside nice and moist. What capricious elements you're dealing with right now. <laughs> so, th- yeah, so this week I got a DM off someone in my current building going, um, Hi, Gav. Uh, I noticed you haven't signed this yet. Um, do you mind signing it? It's a waiver looked- to say that you agree to die by fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at it, and it, it was like a photo of a really sad person standing in front of a building. And it was like, stop the murder cladding or whatever it is. And the uh, the girl was standing in front of the building. I was like, that's my building. <laughs> and then And then I was like, oh, shit. Does our building have that? This is literally how I found out. <laughs> it's like, I was so happy because, you know, like when you recognize that, you're like, hey, that's my building. And then I read the article and it was like, oh, shit, this is it's bad that that's my building. <laughs> I wish it was anybody else's building other than my own right there, now. There's no good reason for a building to be famous in no, this day and age. No, that's right. That's absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Pictures of your, of your building in newspapers is yeah, always bad. bad. Nothing, always nothing bad. good's always happening bad. there. Have you watched any of that Netflix thing on uh, the Cecil Hotel? I have not. Because it's basically like a really... It's like a cursed hotel, but there is someone who works for it, and she's always trying to put like a, a positive spin on every bad thing that happens. And like after like four hours of, of watching, you just like just let it go. It's a fucking shit show. Like I know you worked there for ten years. You're obviously a fucking moron because you should have worked there ten minutes and realized it wasn't for you. But she's like, but yeah, I feel like that. That's kind of what's happening in my building. But because I don't own the build, because I don't own our flat. Not that I feel like it doesn't affect me because it really does. And it affects other people as well. That's fine. But I almost feel like I'm less invested in it, which is maybe why I only realized today that the reason everybody was kicking off at Phil in our <laughs> Facebook group for having a barbecue in December wasn't <laughs> wasn't as I thought it was because I thought everyone was having a go at him because it was a bit weird because it's cold <laughs> to have a barbecue. So he was just taking a hammer to the bits of the cladding and using it as fucking <laughs> charcoal bricks. <laughs> but they were they, they were like, oh, um, sorry, who's having a barbecue? And this guy was like, oh, it was me. It was me. And and that's, that's all I saw. And I remember thinking to myself, leave him alone if he wants to bloody have a barbecue. Let him have a barbecue. <laughs> But actually, when I went back and looked at it, I was like, oh, no, they were kicking off because it's like it's really dangerous to have a barbecue. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so I got cladded in this building, cladded in my old building. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but in my old building's Facebook, they're not nice people, man. And it's full of utter bell ends. They were stealing... Amazon parcels, weren't they? Stealing Amazon parcels. Well, did that yeah. stop when you left, Gav? No. Uh, refusing <laughs> to show me CCTV footage, even though they've got it. But also as well, the thing that I really dislike about the Facebook group is they're always piling in on each other. And I, I, I said like a million times, I was like, you know, all the people doing all the bad stuff, they're not in this group. <laughs> like it's a really big building with a lot of people in there. And everybody was in the in the building group should have been quite nice people but they were always having a go at nobody that was in that group and i was like you might as well shout out the fucking window you've got a better chance of actually getting into that person it's like 
but they just kept on going anyway. And every time I tried to point this out, I got shut down. Um, but I stayed in the Facebook group because I thought, well, let's just see what happens in there. Um, and so to, they've realized this week that, uh, also they've realized for a while that the, they've got the bad clad in um, as well. But I don't think is the is like the worst clad in. I think it's like DEFCON, whatever, good, five. Yeah. Because there's like the absolute worst cladding, which is yes. the, the Grenfell cladding. Yes, disgusting. And a bunch of places do have that and they still haven't taken it off. But then they had to do surveys of every other high-rise building in the country. Yeah. And they just found that it sounds like 100% of high-rise buildings are made of matchsticks and lighter <laughs> fluid. And they've had to tear them all to pieces. Yeah. It's, it's not the really, really bad one. I did look into it before I started on this. Um, but... It's not good, is it? I mean, zero cladding is what we're going for. Some cladding is what they got. <laughs> but I, uh, that, this is this is my last uh, message in this group now. Really, I thought, and I thought I'd just go out on a nice on a nice one. Uh, so I messaged. So this, this is your old <laughs> flat. So you've got it's no stake in still being in there. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, no reason really. So I just I post, put up a post earlier today that just said, uh. Just got an email from the building manager saying I can't roast skewers on my porch anymore. Who does that guy think he is? And Richard, who is a fucking bellend, um, replied straight away. I don't even think it was a minute gone. Um, it just said, what do you mean, roast skewers? Do you mean like a barbecue? I said, absolutely not. We're not allowed barbecues. It's against building regulations. This is just a barrel I found that I've, ch- <laughs> <laughs> that I've chucked some coal in and I sometimes roast skewers of various meats to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I love them meats to eat. <laughs> Richard, so you're barbecuing on the outside porch. Obviously that's not allowed. And I said, can you read, Richard? I don't barbecue anything. If you barbecue meat, you get rid of all the flavor. Barbecued meat is muck to me. Richard said, what you're describing is a barbecue. Don't, <laughs> don't be an ass." I said, I roast skewers of luxurious meats. Some I find, some I buy. All, <laughs> all I eat. <laughs> them, them luxurious meats. He said, are you... Co- are you cooking them outside on coals? Someone want to tell him? And it was like the uh, like the rolly eye emoji, like rolling eyes, like, someone want to tell him? And I said, I wish somebody would tell me. Tell me why you can't understand how to cook meat properly. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you spoil your meat, ground your ham up into a fine paste on a boiling hob. It makes me sick, Richard. <laughs> Richard said, bottom line, if you're barbecuing, you're going to get reported. And worse still, you're putting everyone in danger. I said, I I, I can't talk to you about meat anymore. It's It's upsetting me. (laughs) It's making my lips dry. And I worry that my succulent roasted skewer of quail and finch eggs will be spoiled. All I'll say on the matter is that if I can't roast a skewer when I choose, I simply will not be paying the building maintenance fee. Or eat it. 
<laughs> you go on hunger strike because <laughs> you can't barbecue on your balcony. Sally comes in. At last, says, Sally. She's always a calming influence. <laughs> says, I do actually genuinely like, quite like Sally. Um, says, please tell me someone's not having a barbecue again. I said, Sally, I have barbered no cue. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for barbecues, you should speak to at Richard, he won't he won't stop banging on about barbecues. It's a bit weird. Richard said, "I'm not having barbecues. You're the one who is barbecuing me in your porch." How does he do this? How does he? Not me. You. How are you? How are you making him seem like the child? <laughs> <laughs> he says, "You're the one who is barbecuing me in your porch." I said, "Don't listen to him, Sally." <laughs> I'm simply roasting a variety of game in a barrel. But I'm the one on trial somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and Sally said, this is excellent. And this, uh, I don't know where this is going. It's not going to end in this one. I don't know. Says, listen, mate, I don't agree with Richard at the best of times. Everybody knows he's a thief. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was not aware that Richard was a thief. I was, was he the Amazon guy? No, I don't think he was stealing stuff. I, I don't. I, I've never seen him be called a thief before. So I don't know if this has happened since I've left or what. I have no idea. Um, but I like that she says everybody knows he's a thief. I was like, I didn't know that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Listen, mate, I don't agree with Richard at the best of times. Everybody knows he's a thief. What?" but please don't roast any meats or cook anything on any open flames. It is actually really dangerous for the building. I said, Sally, you are a true lady and a scholar and a good neighbor. I have prepared a tin full of the best pig I could find in a two-mile radius. I'll place it on your post box. Please enjoy with my compliments, and you have my assurances. It'll be the last time meat I roast, I roast meat until this whole cladding nonsense is figured out. <laughs> Sally said, I appreciate your help. And Richard said, you could take a leaf out of Sally's good manners book. Uh, sorry, I'm saying, I'm saying to Richard, Richard, you could take a leaf out of Sally's good manners book, for it would seem your manners book has, your brook has run dry. <laughs> 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 and because of this, you shall have no meat today. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> he said, are you taking the piss? I wouldn't eat your barbecued meat if you paid me. And I said, it's roses skewers. I will not tell you again, you filthy little thief. <laughs> <laughs> so he hasn't, he hasn't replied. But I've D- I DM Sally and she hasn't replied to see what fucking, what this thievery is going on. So maybe we'll get a part two. Uh, who knows? Ooh. But I didn't know that Richard was a thief. It sounds like he is the parcel thief then. No, I don't think How it's that. How much thieving was going on in this building? I don't fucking know, mate. Thieving, cladding, it's like fucking Deadwood. Like, <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> yeah, season two of Deadwood when uh, Timothy Oliphant <laughs> spent all season putting cladding up on the workshop. Yeah. <laughs> on the, <laughs> the saloon. Yeah. Take it all back down again. Um, but yeah, who who knows? I I, I, I want to find out what this, uh, this thieving that Richard's been doing... Mm. I'm intrigued. Yeah, me too. Come on. 
the regular. So I was just getting my foot comfortable. My, my foot has reinflated after two days of. I got a message from your foot from the receptionist at my doctor's, oh. who said we've got the blood back and your blood's fine. <laughs> and I like, said, "Can you send it back to me now?" Thank you. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's I'm just mucking around with it. So I went. I spent two days thinking that I didn't have gout and I'd simply broken my foot. And um, oh. so I started drinking the wine, having a beer, um, just putting packets of pepperoni in my mouth whilst walking around the supermarket. <laughs> Quick, before I find out I've got gout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, because I'd asked for more information, the doctor did call me, and his first thing was, you've definitely got gout. Oh. So I was like, oh. And I just I never opened, asked, no? opened my mouth, leaned forwards, and just let the salami slide out slowly. <laughs> Is there such thing, Doctor, as double gout? <laughs> <laughs> I like that he rang you up and just like, oh, Log, I'm so glad I got a hold of you. Like, what? Why do you sound like that? Is your mouth full of pepperoni, Log? Hard Doctor. It's like, are you, are you eating a big bowl full of patty that you've made yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> Log. It's the only way I enjoy eating liver. I've never had a liver I liked except in pate. And I've never missed liver pate more than I have since I got gout. He just has a big go at you because you you be making your uh, pate pops. <laughs> you fill up a ice cube tray uh, with pate and then put stick big biros inside them for the sticks and, yes. then, and then stick it in your freezer. Leave them in the freezer for 20 minutes before I think, fuck it, I can't wait and yeah. grab it out and bury my face in so there. They're just really cold. I am frozen. This is not my feature. My feature is not about gout. I can't, I can't, I can't keep harping on about that without wearing out my sympathy. Uh, this is... Um, more about forgiveness. I've got more readers to forgive. They've been flocking to the shop and trying to wring a little bit of salvation out of me. And um, as everyone on this podcast knows, I am one magnanimous fella. I am gracious in defeat. I'm humble in victory. I am respectful and I am diligent. But even from my lofty position, I am sympathetic enough to see that not everyone can meet the exacting standards that I demand of myself. I remember one time I was... Um, couch surfing with uh, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Saviour, my buddy. Um, he was stamping around our studio flat saying that a bunch of lepers had coughed on his bagel. He was livid. I can't tell where the cream cheese ends and the leper sputum begins, Jesus shouted. I'm going to get my dad to appear in a burning bush and call them cunts. I put my hand on Jesus' upper arm, gave it a little squeeze. He's so ripped. <laughs> Jesus, I said, have you thought about forgiving the lepers. He looked up from writing the Bible. He was on Ruth, which at this point was a heartwarming story about a single mum who juggled a busy home life with solving cold cases in Bethlehem. <laughs> Have I bollocks thought about forgiving them, said Jesus, and he threw his lepery bagel at the patio door. I got my rolled-up newspaper out and I tapped Jesus on the nose with it. No, I said. Naughty. Okay. I'll forgive them, snarled Jesus. But I'm bored of writing the Bible now. Give us a fiver. I'm going to Galilee to play the arcades. And before I knew it, he'd nabbed a fiver out of the porcelain chicken we keep emergency money in and had disappeared through the Jesus flap. Well, that's great, I said, 
looking at this unfinished Bible. I'll just write the one book in the Bible named after a woman then, shall I? If you're so annoyed about it, Jesus shouted back, why don't you forgive me? I was hoist by my own petard. (laughs) But true story, that's how forgiveness became such an enduring motif in the Bible. It's an in-joke between me and Jesus. And that story is also why Ruth is the best book in the Bible, because Jesus can't write women, so I wrote it. Before I got there, she was such a Mary Sue, you wouldn't believe it. Anyway, anyway, I'm now going to channel that, use that information. That that's the backstory of why I am the deposit, the repository of all forgiveness, and I'm going to use it to forgive some of the readers who have paid me some money to do so this week. First of all, forgiveness for Tom Walker. Tom Walker. Tom Walker. What's the best way to say Tom Walker? Tom Walker. That's nice. Your five pounds has gone through the internet and now sits in a pot in my Monzo account. So I can finally tell you that it's okay. You don't need to worry about that little bob stain you left on my sofa. We've all been there, naked after a big dinner, and the impact of the food forcing yesterday's meal out like a little Play-Doh worm. And yes, it is, well, it was, a cream-coloured fabric sofa, but I'm not asking for an apology because you're forgiven. In fact, I sometimes sit on that sofa and my finger is drawn to that faded beige stain and I press it in like I pressed it in the first day I saw it. And I'm relieved when a little foul puddle doesn't form around my fingertip from the saturated fabric that you left on it that day. Tom Walker, what had you been eating? I hope it was delicious and your life has gone on to be prosperous and happy. I forgive you. I didn't finish that. The last fucking 20 seconds of that was made up because I just fucking left a sentence hanging. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This next one is for Chris Crow. And Steve, I will need your help in this forgiveness. Okay. Because um, it's it's a reenactment of the scene that he must, he's asking for forgiveness for. Okay. Hello, I'm the pop group London Boys, and we've got a gig tonight. Nice to meet you, the London boys. I'm Chris, and this is my hometown, Sydney, Australia. Yes, and the year is 1989, seven years before we both die in the car crash. Oh, cool. I just heard your recent song, London Nights, currently riding high in the UK charts. Yes, we're at number two. Fingers crossed for the top spot next week, eh? No, the London boys. Your physical onstage antics might cause teenage girls to swoon, but you'll never knock Sonia off the top spot with her classic Stock Aiken and Waterman rendition of You'll Never Stop Me From Loving You. Well, maybe. But we're number one in Finland, I'll have you know. Yes, you toppled Kim Lonholm from her 12-week stint in the top spot with her song Minya Olen Mustnut. <laughs> it's pronounced minor oil and musty nuts, actually, and I should know because I'm both from Germany. That's as may be. And having two muscular men doing acrobatics on top of the pops is all very well and good, but you simply can't compete with the dad-friendly appeal of the feisty, monominous popstrel from Skelmersdale. Well, that's us told. Well, it's been lovely meeting you. Chris, was it? Yes, Chris Crow. Well, it's been... Well, we'd better be off now, I suppose. Chris, I know you love Sonia, everybody loves Sonia, but you need to know that this conversation was so traumatising for the London boys that they permanently forgot how to drive, which led them to dying seven years later in a car crash. I only have to tell you the facts so that I can effectively forgive you. Chris, it's okay. Everyone has bad days, 
and we've all said mean things to celebrities. I myself met Dale Winton once and asked him what he'd been up to, and I spent the next 10 minutes worrying that it sounded like I was commenting on how I hadn't seen him on TV recently. (laughs) So for me, and on behalf of the surviving members of the London Boys dynasty, I'd just like to say, I forgive you. And finally, before I sign this whole thing, this whole idea off to the bin forever, because I'm sick of forgiving people, (laughs) I need to forgive Tom Markin. Tom. Tom, come down out of that tree right now with those volivons. The mayor needs an amuse-bouche before the main course arrives. No, I, I know you didn't ask to be born, Tom, but it's this catering job that puts money on the table since your other dad left. Don't you dare put that volivon in your mouth, Tom, so help me. No, that's fine. There's still plenty of volivons left for the mayor and the sheriff. If you just come down of that tree now and you don't tip the rest of the volivons down your jumper and hug them into your tits, Oh, it's my fault. I know it's my fault for putting that idea in your head. That's on me. But I can still scrape the chicken out of your chest hair and reshape it into an Arc de Triomphe, so long as you don't grab it out your jumper and use two great palmfuls of compacted volivant pastry as a wanking poultice. (laughs) Again, Tom, my fault for planting those seeds. But wait, this gives me an idea. Okay, Tom. Just try not to wank so vigorously into the mayor's canapés that you fall out of the tree and hurt yourself, eh? (laughs) That was the sound effect. (laughs) Tom, are you all right, Tom? Oh, God, I'm so sorry, Tom. I'm sorry I shouted at you for sabotaging my dinner with the mayor, a sheriff, and Frankenstein. I forgive you, Tom. But can you forgive me? Ball's in your court, Tom. Let me know if you want your fiver back. And um, you can do a two-minute fucking piece of bullshit audio for me. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, you've forgiven everyone so hard that yeah. you've entered in sort of a, into a forgiveness refractory period That's, in which I'm, you yeah, need, some people you don't gray have that out refractory the, um, period. They, <laughs> you should just gray they out just the option. Forgive people, they? Yes, yes. I will. Sorry, I the pause was just enough that every time I thought you'd stopped. Sorry, that was the yeah, that was frustrating for both uh, of us. No. Don't worry. I'll edit it so that we speak on top of one another constantly. <laughs> regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> that's awful. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening to it. If you'd like it and you want to support it, Get it on at patreon.com forward slash regular features and subscribe and pledge and help us out by giving us one or two or five pounds per episode or whatever you feel is recompense for this audio content. And guess what you get in return? <laughs> oh, no. A freaking oh, bead name. Boys, get your bead naming shoes on. And tip-tap out a little B-name to this person's pledge. Give a B-name to Aardvark. That Aardvark, he's the enemy of the bee. Don't they? Yeah, they eat ants, but they also eat bees. This is a trick. What is a bee but a really fat ant? Yeah. (laughs) Who believed. (laughs) Give a B-name to Scott. Oh, Aardvark didn't get a B-name. That's right, because... Because we're not stupid. Just enemy of the bees. Yeah, enemy of the bees. Or, or what is a bee but a really fat ant? You can choose that. That could be okay. your name. <laughs> I mean, they also have to meet us halfway here by giving us their names. 
Yes. But hey, <laughs> anonymity on the internet is precious and should be reserved. Give a B name to Scott Jones. Shocked I am because I've just been stung by a bee. <laughs> and finally, give a B name to Matthew Webb. Oh, what a tangled <laughs> web we beave. <laughs> <laughs> yep, everything seems to be in order there. <laughs> three beautiful B names for three beautiful readers. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Readers Podcast. Thank you and good night. Ooh.